Right. I, I broke some of these people's brains on that follow me on social oh, media. I bet. Because they were like, they're like, oh man, you're never gonna get anywhere. You gotta blah 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 blah. Everything like all this shit. Like from people I know and people I don't fucking know. Everything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna do it because I don't fucking want to. What's the point of trying to create a life of freedom where I work for myself and I don't work for other people in a standard 40 hour a week job or whatever. Cause in a 40 hour a week job, you do what people tell you when they tell you and Mm -hmm. you you go and do that. So what's the point I'm trying to get the fuck up out of that so I can live a life that I want to, where if I want to go fishing today, I will. If I want to go and make music or make money, I will. What's the point of doing that when I'm still living by dictates of other motherfuckers? That's that's completely counterproductive because then you're trading one form of servitude for another form of servitude where instead of living check to check, you're living gig to gig. That's the same shit. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Music Making Sense podcast. It's your boy, Harkos, with the one, the only KP. How the hell you doing here today, KP? I'm good, man. Having fun with this, uh, getting this, uh, my uh, film score stuff ready, like I was saying, man, you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, so for those of y'all who who listen all the time and everything like that, we had skipped last week because it was Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And KP was like, oh, I'm working on scores and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. But um, I, I was busy that day, and I told him, I was like, hey, man, it's going to be a little bit later. And he's like, oh, I'm working on scores. And I'm like, okay, well, then we hopped in here and did our little, hey, how's it going before we actually start recording. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you, what scores were you working on? And he was showing me. And, and, you know, like he was just saying, you know, he's working on trying to, uh, what was that, Taxi that you're yeah, using? Yeah, Taxi, uh, yeah, Taxi.com, Taxi Music. Yeah, and so what, like, so that's just where you create, like, instrumentals? Or can you also put up, like, lyrical um, music yeah. in there, too? What What's up with Taxi? I never checked that out. All right, so Taxi, for you guys who don't know what Taxi is, Taxi is the, is, um, it's a, it's a sync licensing, it's sync licensing music for film, commercials, video games, um, all that cool stuff that you like. They, like, if you want to get your stuff, like, your music out there, like, into like I say, into film and music and commercials and things, Taxi is one of the places where you would want to go and you would to get your music out there. Starting fee is at $2.99. I paid like about 300 bucks for it. And then um you start, you get you you register, get your get your um, you put your metadata in there and stuff like that, and you become a member for a full year. And then once you become a member, you can start posting your music up. And they have different listings for different types of music that they want. And as I was telling you guys before, when it comes to sync licensing, they're not really looking for the hit song. They're looking for songs that fit a mood, a theme, and that sort of stuff because they're putting it into, they're putting it in pictures and in film and commercials and stuff. So that's like where the background sync, almost. Yeah, so it'd be the background music and stuff, right? So once you get a once you get a song into sync licensing the cool thing is that commercial or film or television show whatever once you get it once it's play once you get a, a a deal and it's played like on television you pretty much you're getting a check you're getting royalty checks like nobody's business um cuz if you look at who was it uh the band, the guy, the guys that made um the Friends um theme song, oh, okay, dude, that song has 
pretty much made them this pretty much made them rich. Yeah, I, that makes sense. And so it's just three ninety nine or two ninety nine for a year. There's no monthly or nothing like that. It's just for the whole year. And then you can you can post up as many things as you want. You can submit to as many different jobs as you can or you want and everything like that. Each each submission huh? is five bucks after though. Like because you do have to because it's uh because you're going through because you're going through different companies, like different uh, music libraries, music supervisors, sync companies and things like that, right? So it okay. is five bucks per song. Also, Taxi has a way, if you guys go to taxi.com, they also are on YouTube as well. And um, they and they explain like all the stuff that they need from you. Like, and they have uh, talks with other artists and other people who are collaborators and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I mean, so you guys, if you guys check it out, we're gonna actually post it in the link. But yeah, taxi.com. Not... And I'll post my um, I'll post my profile too. I'll give you my um link for the profile too. My profile. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put yeah. it down in the in the links below in the comments below uh mm -hmm. of this. But that that's a pretty cool resource, man. Cause I, I know I've heard of like song song trader. Is it song trader yeah, another one? Also have like song that? trader. Yeah, I'm with song yeah. trader too. Yeah, and that, that's pretty interesting that there's like an annual fee to be able to get onto the platform, and then there's like a per submission thing. That's that's pretty cool. I, there's a lot of platforms that are starting to to be like that. They've been like that for a while. Some of mm -hmm. them, you know, like Fiverr and Upwork. They've they've been you know in that kind of situation. Um, yeah, doing and, custom songwriting. Yeah, but like custom songwriting stuff like that. You know, that's that's interesting. And then even if you just create beats or instrumentals or or whatever, you know, like like you know, you for instance, I mean, you could sit there on a guitar or whatever and just do some some picking and strumming and all that shit yeah. and create a melody and put the melody up there and then submit it or whatever. And so so on your profile, you can have it up there and then people can search. Like if, if I'm creating a movie or something like that and I'm looking for a background noise, I can start searching and I can find you. And yeah. then there's no charge or nothing like that for us, for me to buy it off. There's like, it doesn't charge you five bucks. It's just only when you submit to a job. Yeah. Yeah. When okay. I submit to a job, yeah, it's charge, char I get charged five bucks. But that makes sense. Second, yeah. And then when, but what's cool is that you, once you, if you get, if you get, if you get a deal, Mm. Man, you looking at yeah, you, you looking never at know. Some coin, right? I mean, you looking yeah. at you yeah, looking you at never some you never know how much it could be. Yeah, dude. I mean, I could be looking at an upfront fee of a twenty of twenty grand, right? right? Or like, you could just get annual residuals of annuals, twenty or forty grand exactly. a year. You know, just off of one thing that you created one time that they keep using. Like, like imagine how much the. You know, like you were saying, the people that created the the Friends intro or whatever that went on for like seven or nine seasons or something like yeah. that. I'm sure they made a lot of money. And it's they... syndication, and, and so yeah. it's still they're still making bread off of that bad boy. Yeah, because they're still running it on, you know, regular TV, and then some mm -hmm. of the streamers have it and stuff, and then they run ads off of it and everything. That's yeah, that's pretty interesting, and that's a lot better way for musically inclined people to make money instead of just trying to run up streams or get actual track sales or album sales or something like that. Like the shit that the shit is, it's like investing. Yeah. You know, it's like you're taking, you're taking, instead of taking money and investing it into stock market or um houses, like rental homes or like apartment buildings or something like that, which I'm thinking about um once i start getting some money which i don't have right now but once i start getting some money and i have in the same license bro <laughs> no no what i'm talking about doing first well maybe 
could be. But when I, one thing I'm thinking about is instead of investing in the stock market, market is investing in apartment complexes. Smart idea. Because, because like, especially if they're in decent sized towns or big cities, one of the two, you get in mm -hmm. apartment complexes, those things just keep on coming. And, um, a lot of times when you, when you get in, you can, you, you got to get in for a decent chunk of change. You know, it's not like $20, you know, it's right. not like buying, buying a fraction of a stock. Like when you get in there, you got to have a few grand, 10 grand, something like that to throw in or whatever, but you throw into that. And then they tell you for, your, you know, basically for your investment, you get, you know, 15% back a year or whatever it is, you know, that's, that's way more than inflation. Um, so you're beating inflation and then you're also getting more than, what a savings account would, or even a CD, uh, for those that don't know, that's the the yeah. investment CD, investment not the music CD, C not yeah. these CDs. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, stuff like that, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, do, but, but doing sync licensing on song trader or on, um, taxi, taxi. um, which that's a weird name for it. Song Trader sounds, <laughs> sounds good. Like, well, I, I come up with a thing called taxi.com. You think it would be to find a taxi, like an Uber. Yeah, so right. that's a weird name. That's bad branding in my opinion. But anyway, they, uh, you know, that's an investment there too, because if you don't have money to invest in stocks or, or assets of any kind, and you, but you have the creative ability, like yourself, you know, you have the creative ability to create instrumentals and to create things like that and you put it out there, you're putting it out there and then people can use it for a percentage. And, and hypothetically a hundred people could use that same thing. And so you're getting, even if you only get like, you know, a thousand dollars a year, if you're right. getting a thousand dollars a year on average from a hundred different people, that's a hundred thousand dollars a year off of what, you know what I'm saying? Or like, even if you only get a hundred dollars a year off of a hundred people, that's a thousand dollars. thousand dollars a year. No, no, that that's is, not that. That's, that's $10,000. Yeah, that's $10,000. I think, yeah. Sorry, my bad. That's $10,000 a year. Either Sorry. way, that's just off of one piece of creative art. Yeah. Like, you can't get that off of just a regular, oh, let me put out a club track, you know, or, oh, let me put out a love ballad or something like that. Or I want to create the next, you know, the next, the hottest mosh pit track or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of that. Like, that's... That's dope. And that that actually, if you think about if you think about stereotypes, mm -hmm. what like despite like looking at people who perform all the time. Right. Right. Whenever whenever you think about classical musicians, you think about them living in luxury houses, having nice things and stuff like that. And they're classic. They're like, oh, I played the cello professionally. It's yeah. like, well. Sorry, my phone just went off. That so, so they're playing the cello professionally. It's like, well, they're not. They may be playing in an orchestra, but then if they're also getting money, like for instance, like the orchestra that performed the the classic Star Wars music, like the motherfuckers have been getting paid since the first Star Wars came out in the early seventies. You know what I'm saying? So like their kids and grandkids are getting residuals off of that shit. And they were just a fucking violinist in the band, in the orchestra <laughs> that was doing the ba 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 You know what I'm saying? Like the fucking dude playing the trumpet, making the fucking tempo. Got money off that shit. <laughs> no gets money off of that shit because they still keep releasing new fucking uh, 
Star Wars movies Star Wars with movies. that with that intro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a lot of these 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 TV shows and series. I'm a Star Wars nerd, but a lot of these TV shows and series and stuff like that, they have different scores and stuff like that now. But like the iconic one, the initial one with the credit scene and that stuff still for the, for the gets movies, played. It still gets played. It's still the same track. The same people did it. Like you, an, another epic. orchestra can't come through and recreate it and no. then try to get the money off of it because the original composer got that shit. Yep. You know, it's just John like, Williams is paid off that fucker, dude. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like <laughs> when it's just like Lucas, you know, Lucas created it, even though he sold Lucas films to Disney yeah. a while back. He still gets money. Still His gets family money still gets money off of anything Star Wars because he yeah. is the overall creator of Star Wars. I'm sure he, I think he had a couple other partners, but, you know, you got what I'm saying, right? Well, yeah, he's the main director. Right. And so that's like that's one of the things where, you know, like I said, I, I stay in the hip hop space. But even in, even if you look into the rock space and stuff like that with music, a lot of a lot of musicians are all like, oh, in order to make money off of my music, I need to sell records. I need to get my streams. I need to go on tour and do shows, sell merch. Yeah. It's like, OK, you can do that, but you don't have to only do that. No. You know, you don't have to. Because Lizzo made can... her big break off of being off of sync licensing. Yeah, there's plenty of people that make money off of sync licensing. You can also make money off of you know being a ghostwriter for ghostwriter. Drake. You know, because that's all he uses. And then you can also, <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, you can also. You, I mean, you can also do the stuff like what you're doing, which is dope. That we're sitting here talking about shit that you're legitimately doing. You yeah. know. I mean, you know, I, I can't talk too much about apartment investing because I'm not doing it yet, but right. it's an idea. But it's definitely but, an idea, definitely a, a real, a yeah. bite-sized, realistic idea that does yeah. take some work, but at the same time can definitely be achieved. Yeah, for five or ten grand, I can get my foot in the door. That's only yeah. five or ten grand. Yeah, that's a lot considering I'm living check to check right now. Right. But, you know, it once I start getting it to where I can put back a little bit of money every month, and then get up to that five or 10 grand to get the initial buy-in, then I can start using my residuals from that to reinvest as well as any other money that I can start saving to invest. You know, so if I put 10 grand in and I get, you know, a hundred dollars back a year, I think the hundred dollars, I put it right back in, you know what I'm saying? I keep doing that until yeah. now I'm making a hundred thousand dollar or million dollar moves and shit like that with investing. Because like, for instance, I live in outside of a college town. I don't live in the college town. I live in the country, but I live outside of a college you live town. You're near Purdue, right? Right. I'm near Purdue, okay. right? Thanks for telling everybody where I'm at. I'm but... sorry. Just man, <laughs> hey, man, you're a big no, school. Good. Shout out to fucking Michigan, baby. Ah! Yeah, there's that too. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so I'm near, I'm near, I'm near college. And, uh, and, uh, KP's over here doxing me and shit. But anyway. Oh my God. I'm near <laughs> I'm near the University of Washington just to get everybody out. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, so on, <laughs> on this campus, right? Which I'm sure they're doing it in all campuses. Right. But on this campus, they have they have university owned student housing. And then they also have private owned private student owned. housing as well, right. too. Mm-hmm. Well, there's this one lawyer. It's like a, one lawyer and I think like his brother or something like that from Chicago, which is like an hour and a half away, who have a real estate company that they've okay. they took their lawyer money and started putting it into. Right. And uh-huh. that company has multiple different huge apartment buildings 
downtown on campus. One mm-hmm. of them, there's two of two of them that are towers. They're 15 story towers mm-hmm. with with thousands of apartments in it. And then right next door, they bought up. There was five little two to three story apartment buildings. Right. Some of them were houses that were converted. Some of them were a little bit bigger than houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There was five of them that can that took up like half of a block. And they ended up buying that, demolishing the whole motherfucker. And now they built this huge, it's a six story, just a big square or like a big rectangle block. Right. Mm. And so on the bottom floor, they have some retail locations as well as parking underground, a couple of stories. Right. Nice. On, on all of those things. And then they have the apartments all the way up. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, students that for one students, it's mainly a walking campus. So having a car is kind of a pain in the ass. And so there are parking garages around campus where okay. students can park and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like on there, that's only for like the super rich kids who can actually afford a parking spot underneath their building and stuff like right. that. Right. So they're getting paid a premium off just having a hole in the ground. And then <laughs> and this is legitimately what underground parking yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's, it's a hole in the ground with lines for you. Yeah. But that they have that, and then they also have all the apartment buildings. And since it is like downtown of campus, like it's within walking distance of of most of your classes, everything like that. So it's location, location, location. And so they're making a killing. Like you can like one bedroom. Like so, their apartments. The apartments have like a common space of a living room and a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And um, so you. But they have like there's some that have <laughs> one bedroom. And then you get your own private bathroom and then some you got to share a bathroom, right? But I think a lot of these downtown have a private bathroom, but like what? shared common spaces, right? But wow. but it's like $1,500 a month or more. Like some of them, like the penthouse and stuff like that are like over three grand a month. And like with the penthouse ones, you actually get this like all you. The whole apartment is just you. But like that's that's money considering that like a one bedroom regular apartment in 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 regular town not on campus but in regular town right. is like almost a thousand dollars a month for like a one or two bedroom like full apartment all to yourself you're paying like fifteen hundred dollars a month just for a room and maybe your own bathroom but you still got to share everything else you know what i'm saying so so that kind of that kind of stuff i'm just like they got the right idea. I want to start buying into that shit. And it's yeah. pretty cool because I actually have kind of like a half of a plug on it because my chiropractor is married to a real estate dude and he mainly deals with like houses and stuff. But I'm sure if I have some money, I can either hop in on his endeavor or he can be like, hey, you want to do apartments here? Here's my buddy right here. I play golf with or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but it's all about making a connection. And I mean, it's just from me going to a chiropractor and, you know, stuff like that. But, but like with you, with your, with your doing your stuff on taxi, let's get back to the music shit because music making sense podcast, not real estate making sense <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but a lot of artists but, get into me, real estate crazy as yeah, hell. So yeah. I mean, well, see, good- and this is the reason it's on my mind because not only have I been thinking about it for a little bit but then i just with like it was like four days ago i just finished jeezy's new book mm-hmm. um Advis- adversity for sale i listened to it because i listened to audible I, while i'm at work all day i'm listening to podcasts or audio books yeah one right or two and so i've already listened to to 50 cents hustle harder hustle smarter and that's mm-hmm. pretty dope he gives a lot of insight and then jeezy so they're talking about it as well too and a big part of his book was about like his his come up right and getting into it Mm -hmm. but but i also know that he he has spent most of his money um you know a lot of people look at him 
on the stage and they're like, oh, you spend most of your money on like jewelry and cars. And he's like, yeah, I got a lot of cars. He's I think I saw an interview with him on Forbes the other day. He said he's got like four million dollars worth of cars that he barely even drives. He's like, those are depreciable assets. I never should have fucking bought them. Like this is a this is an interview I just heard two days ago from him, right? Or no, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, those are depreciable assets. I never should have bought them. However, a jet or a fucking boat, you know, and have like a dock slip and stuff like that, a boat dock somewhere, that's appreciable assets. He's like, but but what he did is, yeah, obviously he made his come up from from turning 20 bucks into millions of dollars in the dope game which is weird that he can write a book admitting to all the shit that he did. But I, he had it cleared by lawyers. So <laughs> maybe statute of limitations is out on all that shit. Well, yeah, he was, I mean, he's he was already, talking yeah. about, yeah, he was like talking about, yeah, on this day I had a shootout in the club where I shot at some people. It's like, what, how can you, how can you admit that shit? But anyway, he, uh, uh, Audit. <laughs> yeah, something, but anyway, <laughs> he, he, uh, yeah, but he he started taking his money when he started getting off of music and investing in real estate. And he owns a lot of commercial real estate in Atlanta. And uh, and then, like, you know, he spread out from there and everything. But that's one of, like, the first things he started investing in after he reinvested in the music portion. The leftovers, he was investing in that. He bought a couple of things to Flash and stuff like that. But he's, you know, he, he listening to his story, he's always been more of, like, a rainy day type of person. Like, he... Yeah. He has nice shit, but he's got a much bigger rainy day fund than he has a flashy fund, you know, yeah. and and that's a good way to do it, you know, is to diversify. That's and that's one of the things I tell artists whenever I work with them and in, in doing coaching and I'm starting to talk with them to try to get them into coaching and stuff, too, mm-hmm. is I always tell artists, I'm like, you know, I, I put this out in my content strategy and stuff like that, but it's OK, yeah post promotional shit about your music post about your music because that's what you are first and foremost especially on your artist social media accounts Mm -hmm. but post some other shit about yourself as well too you know gotta be a lifestyle definitely yeah yeah you gotta post lifestyle or interest shit you know Mm -hmm. like like me man i post up my music shit on my personal shit but then i also post um about my gardening and then I like go I go on a walk in in the woods every morning with my dogs and so like I post shit about that like this morning I just saw like some deer dude I swear to god these fucking deer were only maybe 20 yards away from me dude wow. it was crazy as fuck we snuck up on them and they were just sitting there staring at us <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and they were because that's what deer do they like, oh, they yeah. like watch to see what you're doing and so mm-hmm. I just stood there and I I my dogs were standing still right because they couldn't quite see them because there's a lot of brush in the way. So my dogs couldn't see them, but they could hear. And so when the deer were just standing still, I could see over the brush. Right. And so I took out my phone real quick out of my backpack and I started doing video and stuff. And and uh, I'm going to post a video of my socials and shit. It's pretty cool. But but, nice. but anyway, I like I like doing stuff like that. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm sitting here posting hip hop music and my music videos, clips from it and stuff like that, promotional for that. As well, at the same time, I'm posting shit about you know, me in my garden or me on these walks or or something like that, you know, or sometimes just some thoughts that I got, you know? And so I always try to tell artists that too. I'm like, stop being so one-dimensional. You right. need to be very, very multi-dimensional, you know? And that goes the same thing with trying to make your money as well too, you know? Because 
yeah, you like to create music, but don't try to rely on streams or sales to do it when you can do things just like KP is doing right now where he's on Taxi. Do you have Song Trader as well too? Yes, I do. Yeah, he's got Song Trader and Taxi. Yep. And he's trying to work on that. So he's creating instrumentals and, and stuff like that. I mean, fuck, one of the instrumentals that I just saw on his Taxi is the one that we use for the intro of the show. You yep. know, and so so like you can do that. I mean, you can even start marketing your shit to other podcasts and stuff and be like, you know, you, there's a there's a podcast you listen to. Right. You can just tell them, be like, hey, you know, send a message to them. Be like, hey, I really, really like your podcast. I listen every time. I'm not even bullshitting either. I can show you my watch history. Right. Mm -hmm. I just created an instrumental I want to give to you for free Yep, for you guys to use as your intro. Right. Give away a little bit. And then what you can do is when they like that, just you're like, okay, thank you. Right. Well, if somebody they know, so like as podcasters, we know other podcasters, right? You know, other people in the industry and somebody's like, man, I like your new intro. Where'd you get that? Like, oh man. Yeah. One of the fans, he's actually, he makes music and stuff like that as well too. He made this instrumental for us and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you want to work with him, just, you know, let him know or whatever. And you can even tell, like, for instance, you can just not just gift that to somebody. You can, you can, well, you can tell them, it's like, hey, I want to give you this as a gift. And any other people that you refer to me, I'll give you 10% of, yeah. of any of, of the stuff that they buy off of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, just like I told you, KP. So, like, for instance, so for those of y'all who don't know, me and KP have our own music marketing agencies, right? Where yeah. we help artists and manage artists, social media and ads and stuff like that. But we help artists with coaching and everything like that as well too, yeah. right? Well, we have our own individual stuff. We only come together on this show right here. Yeah. Well, he's more of an extrovert than I am. So I told him, I said, hey man, if you run across anybody that either you don't want to help or you have too many people going on, you can't help or whatever, or you think that I might be able to help them better than you can, send them over to me and I'll give you, uh, what did I tell you, 20%, I think? I think yeah. I told him 20%. Yeah, 20% of everything that they ever buy, yeah. right? Now, obviously, contracts are going to have to be organized and stuff like that with yeah. that kind of shit, you know? But but you can do that with um, with with a podcaster or, or a, an, an indie film company, yeah. you know? I was in the Army with a dude who does indie films and shit like that, you know? So, like... Mm -hmm. You know, you can always find indie film companies and you can be like, hey, I want to give you this instrumental. You could free to use 100 percent. No royalties. Right. We can sign up a contract, too. However, if you know other people, um, give them over to me and I'll give you 10 percent of of whatever they purchase. Right. Off of me, off of, out of my cut. Um, and then um, as well, too, if you want to purchase any in the future off of me, I will give you a 25% discount or something like that or 20% discount on anything you want to do, right? So you are giving people value up front first, right? Which is with the same content strategy I keep telling these artists as well, too. And I'm going to tell every single one of y'all listening right now. Give Tell them, bro. <laughs> give, yeah. Give value for free. Yeah. Right? You don't have to give everything. The game's to be sold, not told. Not told. Right? I got Preach. that motherfucker. I got that motherfucker right here. Mm -hmm. Games to be sold, not told, right? You zoom in right there if y'all don't want it, if y'all want to make sure I'm not lying. But anyway, it is to be sold, not told. But in order to sell, just like the dope game, you got to give people a taste. They got to know what they want before they start buying it. Yeah. You know, I mean, fuck, people are going to be like, hey, like for instance, right? If they're curious about trying cocaine, they're not just going to go and buy an eight ball. 
they're going to be around somebody doing cocaine and say, hey, can I try a little bump of that real quick? I want to be curious to try it, right? Obviously, it's not going to sound like that. I'm sounding very professional sounding. But anyway, <laughs> they're going to be like, let me get a bump. And they're going to try a bump. And then they start buying if they like it or they, you know, have a heart attack. One of the two. And you know, so, <laughs> so like when you so, hit the wheel, yeah, he's like, OK, let me try to. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. You're so exactly. Right. I didn't buy a pack of cigarettes the first time I started smoking whenever I was a teenager. Yeah. I didn't buy fucking, you know, a 20 sack of weed the first time I fucking started smoking. Yeah. Weed, right. <laughs> yeah. No, somebody passed me that shit and I tried it. Tried now, it. obviously, I didn't buy it directly off of them. You know, I bought it through them or with them or what have you. Right. But it's the same way whenever you're online trying to market your music or any other kind of services that you have, you give people a little taste for free. You know, so if you're creating music and you follow a podcast or some kind of entertainment company that, that uses instrumentals or actual songs, you tell them hey i want to gift this to you whether you use it or not is your business this is my gift to you i'm not going to give it away to anybody else i'm not going to lease it to anybody else it's mine i custom made this for you mm -hmm. it's yours yours your gift um with this i also want to let you know of an opportunity where if you send anybody to me like if you like this whether you use it or not if you send anybody to me I will give you 10% of whatever they purchase off me. And then if you want to purchase anything off of me in the future, I'll give you 25% off, right? Yeah. And now you don't have to put that all in the same sentence. You need to build a relationship with them. So you you gift them the thing. You have a back and forth conversation about real shit. Talk to them about how you actually like their shit. You know, you know like if yeah. you're listening to Music Making Sense podcast and you send us a message, say, hey, I got a dope intro. I made this just for you guys. I want you to have this. I'll be like, okay, cool. Thanks, man. How long have you been listening? And you say, oh, I've been listening since since you put out episode three, but I went back and listened to episode one and two. I really, really like that SEO is garbage. One, You know, like at least fake it till you make it type of shit. No, that's the only time I say fake it till you make it. But, you know, at least show some interest, show some kind of research that you did for that, that other person that you're poaching. And then tell them, be like, here, this is for you, whether you want to or not. Anytime you refer anybody to me, I'll give you 10%. So still, that person just got something for free, and they right. have the potential to make money off of just telling people about you. So they still have not spent any money, any money with yeah. you. But then if they do want to spend money with you, then then they get a they get a deal. Right. That is a win-win <laughs> win yep. It's a win-win marketing strategy. Yeah. Win-win. And so that's what I recommend to every single one of y'all, man, 100,000%. Yeah. And that, I mean, fuck, that's what I'm doing. That's what KP's doing. You know, I'm doing things in in other in other forms and fashions. You know, I got a couple of artists that um that I work with 100 percent for free to build my portfolio. Yeah. You know, and then I also am partnered with another company where I get um, a cut off of that marketing company or whatever for my services, basically like an employee. But I'm using that experience to gain more experience and knowledge that I then transfer over to my my unpaid clients, which are people that I've known for years in the music game and then that we work together. So we're we're more like we're like friends as supposed to associates or as opposed to clients, right? Right. But then I can still use that and them to build from there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it, it that that's how you all need to build this music shit. You know, this is called Music Making Sense Podcast and it's spelled C-E-N-T-S as in like money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For those of y'all who are not in the United States, cents is a it's a unit of money here in the United States. But anyway, it's coins. Yeah, it's coins. It's it's our coins, right? But anyway, 
it this podcast that's what it's about is about you learning how to make money off of your music yeah you know and you don't have to get signed to a label and you don't have to sell out for none of that shit either you know and i mean if any of y'all want to know any information that we haven't covered here or we're not going to cover here about the the sync licensing stuff like that hit up kp on the socials yeah. i mean I'm, he'll be more than happy to talk with you about it and give you points. too happy <laughs> yeah exactly he'll be too happy to talk about it right yeah yeah well is it, speaking of being too happy are is there anything else you want to mention about that kind of stuff since i've just kind of been rambling for five no nah, that's cool man like i said remember what we remember what we remember, remember what we said uh, I, know, but not, I know i'm just saying but, just, but you're nah, subject cool. matter expert you're subject matter expert on this right on. particular thing you know what i'm saying so is there any other pointers that you would give anybody just i, I I did bring them up before when we were talking about it, but now since we are, since we, since you guys are able to, and we'll, again, I'll be able to post my um profile. I'll post, get a profile that the post, uh, my profile in the description. In the comments. Yeah. In the, the description. Comments and, yep. and stuff. So, but I just want to say like, guys, make sure when you're doing these, you want to make sure that you're writing for moods and themes, right? Don't focus on trying to, don't focus on him making the hit song. Now, with that being said, though, you might end up having a hit song because right. of the fact that it's being played, right? Especially if it gets synced and you get like, you get like a good five, 10 placements, right? You get those five, 10 placements, boom. That song has a has increased has an increased chance of becoming a hit. Absolutely. Right. And not only that, but then you're also getting you're getting paid for that very song, especially if it has that longevity. So if you guys are looking to invest, and I and I and I'm glad that you really pointed this out, Hart. It's yes, it's three, it was three, it's three, it's a three hundred dollar investment. Mm-hmm. But it's an investment. And that Absolutely. means that you're making you I have a chance of of making of of making assets and building wealth for myself, excuse me, building wealth for myself and my girls by taking this chance. Absolutely. And doing exactly what I love doing, which is creating music. And mind y'all, I was a metal frontman. Mostly I sang. But I realized I've listened to music. I've listened to music from film and and commercials and everything. And I've always caught on to the jingles, all that stuff, the sound effects, and I have a love for it. And I yeah. said, you know what? Why not use that love and invest into it, and being able to produce it, being able to create it. Right. Exactly. And you guys are able to do that. You guys can get out there. I'm serious. If you are a creative musician, if you got those, if you are one of those guys who can pluck on a guitar string, I don't care if you can only play two chords. If you can pluck on a guitar, you can learn how to extend, extend, extend on that skill and start putting out some really cool stuff and getting your music into 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 films and and commercials and video games and even little ads or even like what we did with what, what we did with with one of my songs yeah. that conga flow putting it on for the podcast as an intro right absolutely things you could these are so many great things that we can do with our music 
That's why I say that it's this is one of the greatest times to be alive as a musician because now we've oh because the doors are now open to us and they're not just it's not just open to those to the stars. Right. We can become stars now. Absolutely. And and you know, just that investment of the three hundred dollars, that's for you to be able to get onto the platform to have the opportunity. It's an opportunity right. investment. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't guarantee that you're gonna get a fucking thing. Right. But it is an opportunity investment for you to have that opportunity to actually try to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's gonna be, that's what it's for, you know. It's just like like you said, it this is a great time to be an artist. And I hear I see a lot of people that will be <clears throat> that will be jaded or that will get down or talk shit about certain platforms as being exploitive to artists. They're like, oh, you're making all this money off of us. We're barely getting anything. It's like it's because you're not using it to its full potential. That's what know? I was saying. That's yeah, what I was saying. Exactly. When people only limit themselves, like we were talking about with streaming. Mm -hmm. When people only limit themselves to streaming. Yeah, that's what you're going to get. But what Richard Sherman Sherman say about Michael Crabtree when he put a mediocre receiver against an all-pro cornerback and shut down corner, that's the result you're going to get. Yeah, right? I mean, exactly. It's like, that's it, dude. It's like when you get, if you, when you put yourself in a position of wanting to achieve, and wanting to be successful, you're not gonna worry about if you if you're not gonna worry about second guessing those investments. Warren Buffett said it best: make an investment and don't second guess it. Exactly, and but that doesn't mean to just fly the seat of your pants, right? I'm saying that means think, think. study, know as much as possible before you make that jump. And then when you make that jump, don't second guess it. Ride that motherfucker ride out. To the, ride ride, ride out. that motherfucker out. Because like, if you second guess it, and I've done this, right? Mm -hmm. When I tried to dabble in the stock market or whatever, and I bought things, and then there's like a 50% downward correction or something like that in the market, I'm like, fuck. And then it keeps going another 20%. I'm like, fuck. And then it goes another 20%. I'm like, all right, I'm pulling out. Well, then four months later, it goes up and it's like 50% higher than what I bought in at. And I'm like, well, fuck, I already pulled out because, like I said, my personal experience, because I didn't just stick with it because I was seeing my money decrease. And I'm like, well, fuck, I could spend this instead if I'm going to lose it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's a negative mindset that I have had on my own personal investment type of thing and stuff. But that's that's exactly what Warren Buffett and people like him do not do. You know, they, they, they see where, what they do that I didn't was know what the fuck you're doing first. Yeah. You know, and my uncle is a wealth manager and I tried to do stuff without talking to him. And so whenever I was talking to him about what I had done, he was like, well, you don't know what the hell you're fucking doing. That's why <laughs> you straight were losing, up. He's like, that's why you were losing money. And then that's why when it corrected later, you were feeling regret that you pulled your money out. He's like, you can't, he's like, even if you want to do some day trade and then some long-term investment, you guys still got to know what the fuck you're doing. Right. And, you know, and he's been doing it for my whole life and I'm 36. So he knows what the fuck he's doing. And so do people like Warren, but you know, 
even if you're just going to make small investments, you need to know what the hell you're doing, at least to an extent before you do it. Don't make yeah. any rash decisions. Like if you're going to take $300 and invest in taxi, right, to have that platform and you're going to be willing to spend $5 per submission, you need to make sure that you are creating content that would fit that and that you will be able to create content that will fit certain jobs. Yeah. You know? And so that's, that's knowing what the fuck you need you you're doing in this kind of context. You know, you need to be able to do that. You know, if, you know, whenever I'm wanting to go into, to, you know, investing into uh, apartment real estate, I need to know what the fuck I'm doing before I do it. I'm not just going to be like, all right, let me take a, um, uh, home equity line of credit out on my house right here that I'm in right now. Right. Let me take $50,000 out and put it into an apartment building. I might win or I might lose 50 grand plus the interest I'm now paying on that home equity mortgage every single month and the monthly payments that I have to pay in excess of my current income for something I might win and I might lose my ass on, you know? So I need to know what the fuck I'm doing and I need to, not take a home equity loan. I need to actually save those save dollars. the money. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> save those dollars. Even though a savings account only gets you like, you know, less than a percent interest per year. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. You're still building that to where you can have that $5,000 buy-in because inflation is constantly rising. However, right. a five or $10,000 buy-in on an investment, whatever the investment is, mm-hmm. that, that is still going to be a five or $10,000 investment to get in down the road, you know? And right. so, so even if you only got a half percent, that money's not being spent and it's not being wasted. So you're still in a good spot. So if you spend the $300 for taxi or however much the fee is for song trader to get on, or if you're, if you're wanting to do anything with, with Upwork or Fiverr or whatever, right. Where you can get in for free and then it, it costs you for extra, um, extra submissions and stuff like that. Right. You got to pay per submission and stuff. You have to actually have a, a wealth of things to do. You got to know what the fuck you're doing first, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, then it took me a minute go. to get, it, it did. It took me, it took me a bit. It took me a minute to really like decide on like if I was going to do it or not. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. just making sure that I was ready, making sure that I had like my, I was just making sure that I was, in, I had the right mindset, mm-hmm. making sure that I'm like, I have the gear that I need in order to to be able to execute my execute the instrumentals that I'm looking at doing. Yep. Um, reading about like learning about it, just to kind of get you guys in the mindset of where I was, how I got into it. I just it was like I said, my love for instrumentals and stuff like that. And just when I was studying, I started studying more about like Hans Zimmer and John Williams and those, you know, and those, and those guys and starts to, and, and even just looking on Spotify, checking out other composers. And that just drew the inspiration and also the motivation of not seeing very many, many like myself. Right. And I said, yeah, because Yo, you're, oh. you're a very unique person. So you could come yeah. at things from a different, unique perspective as well. Mm-hmm. And weren't you also like watching some YouTubers and stuff like that to talk about that kind of shit too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I thought you were saying is that you were also, you know, he's watching some people on YouTube that are in that kind of thing as well too, you know? And so yeah. 
when you're wanting to get into something and try it, know what you're doing is well and possible. Don't make a, a rash decision, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, and just go with it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah, I was watching like yeah. uh Clint music, shout out to Clint music, um, um, Jay will shout out mm-hmm. to those brothers, because those are two brothers who are in sync licensing. And just like I said, seeing, seeing people who look like you getting into it. And I'm um, sure that helps. Oh, that definitely helps. And right. just, and even me going on and looking at, and when I saw uh, Michael Abels, shout out to Michael Abels, the one who uh, did, um, did a lot of the, um, the um, stuff for uh, the composing and the film scores for um, Jordan Peele for uh, mm-hmm. Get Out and um, Us. He right. did that. And he did a couple others. Shout out to that brother. And so I've been looking at that and just that inspiration and, and even just, you know, and, and hell yeah, man, I can't even front. Hans Zimmer is another huge inspiration. Yes, he's a white man, but he's a huge inspiration to me because of the way he's the way he's been able to take on this, take on this task of becoming a film compo- uh, film score composer and just knowing his story about how he doesn't he doesn't read music. You know what I'm saying? That, but he's able to just he uses that that imagination mm-hmm. and so that was like so just being able to get into reading about them and learning about more about like even black composers you know like back in the past and stuff and i'm just like damn and it just and it just like you said and that uniqueness and just having that different mindset and not being so mainstream mm-hmm. like growing from growing up in the d you know, and it just, it was like, yeah, this is where I can really, I can go with my, with my career now. Yeah. You, know? you can, you can be you, Yeah, you can resonate with shit you resonate with, and then you can learn how to monetize off of your uniqueness exactly. and things that you enjoy, you yep. know, and that, that's the key to success, no matter what you want to do, whether it's mm-hmm. music or whether it's construction or whatever the fuck, yep. you know, knowing like having a passion and using your uniqueness instead of just trying to be another cookie cutter cutout. Yeah. You're going to get so much further. Well, that's because- like with you. I was like, I was like at first, cause I know, cause you know, I, I want us to have this, I want us to have this debate on when it comes to shows, but uh-huh. your, your, your approach to not doing shows, right. A lot of people will look at that and go like, wait a minute, you're a rap artist who's trying to have your music out there. Why in the hell would you do that? Even that, and, and they hit me like that too. But then immediately I thought in my head, like, okay, but here's, I can see where you're going with this. Like, this is a good, this is a very good, um, this is, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, this is a very good uh, barrier break. Right. Right. Even like yeah. breaking the mold, like you're going like, okay, wait a minute. Can you, it's a hell of a challenge. Yeah. Can you do, can you sell music without doing shows? Can you be successful at selling music? That's, that is a, that's a hell yeah. of a challenge. Yeah, right? it is a challenge. And then it also, it builds the, it, it builds the, the want, mm-hmm. right? So for instance, I keep growing my presence online and streaming platforms, stuff like that. My notoriety, people keep listening to my music, right? Right. Promoters are going to start looking around for people within a certain range of fan base to have at their show. Then they look and they find me and they say, Hey, I'd like you to do my show. And I say, Hey, you know, thank you. I don't do shows though. Well, they're either going to be like, okay, fine. Have a good day. Or they're going to be like, 
you don't do shows. And you'll be like, no, I don't. And they'll be like, well, what if I gave you X amount of dollars? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's kind of like the thing when when you're single, you're looking to try to find somebody. And it's kind of hard. Like sometimes you might have a little bit here and there, mm -hmm. but you, you're not really trying to, you're not finding yeah. anybody. <laughs> You're, yeah. not find, you're not finding anybody, right? Right. And, but then, but then, whenever you stop looking, then people kind of find you. Or even better yet, whenever you are with somebody in a committed relationship, that's even yeah. That's when people really start throwing themselves at you. Sometimes, <laughs> not all the time, right? But that's whenever you Majority. have stuff out of left field, Majority. and you're like, and you're like, where were you four months ago when I was single? You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. And so it builds the desire, you know, because. Like hypothetically, right? I build my shit up to where I got hundreds of thousands of followers online and stuff. I have the biggest promoters being like, look, will you please do a fucking show for us? We want you to headline at this festival in this location. And I'd be like, no, I'm good. I don't feel like going to Cali. Thank you. Like, like, like say for instance, they want me to headline South by Southwest in Texas, right? Right. Like, we really, really want you to come to Austin and headline South by Southwest. Now, that's a big deal to headline South by Southwest. Like, people like Wayne do that type of shit, right? Yeah. But if they, if they, if they like, we really want you to do this because the theme of this year is is conscious hip hop and revolution, and you're you're like right up that hard, you know, right up that stream, Harcos. You know, that's what you're all about. Because you know, for those of y'all don't know, that's what my music is about. Right. But, but, you know. We want you to headline blah blah blah. I'm like, no, nah, I don't really feel like going to Texas in the summertime. I heard that's a fucking hot bitch. And they'll be like, look, man, we'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars for the weekend for you to come down and headline the one show, and we will pay for your hotel and travel and everything. You want to pay for a fucking thing. If you want food, just let us know. We'll buy it for you. We'll give you a credit card. Right now, I got these motherfuckers eating out of my hand, just eating out of the palm of your hand, right? And so, if I do want to follow through with it, I go through with it. And if I don't, I say, No, thank you, I'm good. And then, like, those same promoters are like, Fuck, man, this guy doesn't want to leave his state of Indiana. Okay, let's put on a show in Chicago or Indianapolis and then see if we can get that motherfucker to come, right? Because then, then it's right there in his state, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, the, okay, Har Harcos, Harcos lives like almost in the middle between Chicago and Indy, only like an hour to two hours away from either one of them. Let's see right. if we get this motherfucker to come for a hundred grand for just one weekend. And he has to drive just only one or two hours, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, you know? Yeah, some people might be like, oh, fuck that guy then. He thinks he's too good for life shows. Mm -hmm. But then some people will be like, look, I really, really want you because then too, for their promotional aspect, they'll be like, the, they'll they'll reach out to all their their people that like to come to their shows. Be like, we got a special treat for y'all this year. Right. The one, the recluse, the motherfucker who never does shows. Harcos <laughs> Harcos right? will be headlining this year's South by Southwest. Oh my god! We, we, right? even, we even moved South by Southwest to Indianapolis for this motherfucker, right? You're something crazy, you know what I'm saying? But like, like building the want, because I see so many times in the hip hop community that I'm in, right? I see so many times all these artists will post on social media. Anybody know of anybody doing shows? Man, I really like doing shows. And sometimes artists will pay to go perform a show. They'll pay for their own travel there. They'll pay for their own everything. And then they'll also pay for a spot on that show. That's that's. To use a term that I don't usually use that often at all. That's hustling backwards, right? That's absolutely yeah. fucking backwards. Why would you do that shit? It's almost like you're panhandling. I mean, 
Yeah. And if you got a better chance of panhandling, it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, that's that's like panhandling or that's like fucking buying a prostitute to be your wife. Yeah. And you got to pay her all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? And most celebrities know how that is because that's the kind of wives they got. But like <laughs> that that's what it's almost like. You know, you pay for what you want in order to try to advance your career. Like I am 100 percent am down with investing. Right. And the only shows that I do perform at are friends of my dad's. Right. right. So like. I only do it as favors to other people. You know, I'm not out here begging to get on shows. I'm not hitting up all like whenever I hear about a show nearby, I'm not hitting them up, seeing if they need an opener, blah, 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 anything like that. Right. I only perform at request from people that know my dad or whatever. Or if anybody hits me up and say, hey, man, I would really like you to perform at this show. Mm-hmm. I may or may not do it. It depends, you know. And, and so like that kind of mentality yeah, it seems counter to a lot of people. It breaks a lot of people's brains. I swear to God, it does. Because some of these people, whenever I fucking just post something on my social media, like like I, I had a walking thought one day because I was doing my walks in the morning and I was talking about how, how you know, you know, fuck doing live shows. Right. I, I broke some of these people's brains uh, that follow me on social oh, media. Because they were like, they're like, oh man, you're never gonna get anywhere. You got to blah 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 blah. Everything like all this shit, like from people I know and people I don't fucking know, everything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna do it because I don't fucking want to. What's the point of trying to create a life of freedom where I work for myself and I don't work for other people in a standard forty hour a week job or whatever? Because in a forty hour a week job, you do what people tell you when they tell you, and mm-hmm. you, you go and do that. So what's the point? I'm trying to get the fuck up out of that so I can live a life that I want to. Where if I want to go fishing today, I will. If I want to go and make music or make money, I will. Right. What's the point of doing that whenever I'm still living by dictates of other motherfuckers? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. That's that's completely counterproductive because then you're trading one form of servitude for another form of servitude where instead of living check to check, you're living gig to gig. That's the same shit. You know, it's funny you say that because like now, I mean, mean, no, no, no. Here's the thing, because the thing is, now that you say that, I think about over 200 shows I've played. Hmm. And just, just everything I went through. Now, mind you, the fans getting out there at times, man, when it was that, when it was a fucking packed house and shit, and I mean, people were going nuts and all that. Dude, that shit was awesome. But it's a rush. Truly, it was a rush. But then when you think about the nuances, all the after, after the, after the, after the show. Mm-hmm. Think about everything else you go through, all the the bullshit band practices, and like, and I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking from my own experience, even from my right. own, you know, just my own drama and my own thing, you know, demons that I was battling and all that cool, or just demons that I was trying to comfort, you know, what I'm saying like, right, and just dealing with all those things, and you know, being in the band and and being told what they don't like and what they want to hear and what they don't want to hear. And then, and then you're trying to compromise with them. And then they're like, well, I don't want to wear this. You, but you wear this. And, oh, I don't like when you wear this, but I'm not going to wear it. You know, just all this shit, just, 
and dealing with money and and oh well, we don't want to do that we're not down with this in this band and we don't like their singing we don't like this we don't like that we don't like these lyrics all of that shit i'm like why do i want to keep putting up with that after a while well, there's all that. Plus, what about all the shows that you did in a smoky, dingy-ass bar for five people? Couple See what I'm of saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before See? I had, before I had to get, before they actually blew, before we actually got people really coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You see, and you went the path that I haven't went. You've done hundreds of shows. You've done a lot of these shows. You've went from not shit to some shit, right? Me, I have it. The only shows I've ever performed at, like I said, were for requests of people I know. You know, small little fucking venues and stuff like that. Personally, I wouldn't fucking show my face in those kind of venues, but I did it as a courtesy to help out these other people, right? Right. I mean, fuck, I, I spent way more in gas to get there than than what they gave me, right? And I that didn't too, and, no and pay. Didn't, oh my God, yeah. bro. Well, and, see, and see, the thing is, with the ones that I've been doing, I, I I don't even want their money. I told them, I'm like, hey, no, it's all good. And they insist that I take it. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll take it. And half the time I spend it in the venue. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't I didn't do it for that. You know, I'm doing it. Hey, yeah, you're friends with my dad. Yeah, I'll fucking help you out. No problem. I'll open it for you. And like I always open. I'm like the the first opener, which on a show with multi, you know, multiple acts, when you're the opener, you're performing for the least amount of people because the people that are coming for the headliners don't come until later. You yeah. know, so like they didn't even get a chance to see me, nothing like that. By the time they get there, I'm sitting in the crowd. They didn't even know I'm a fucking performer, you oh. know. And so, so yeah, so I've taken that route where I've done very minimal shows, but you have actually taken the route that everybody always says you have to take. You know what I'm saying? So oh. you can just like you just did. You spoke on what it really is, you know. And hey. metal, unfortunately, the thing is with metal is that it's one of those genres that. That's just that's the nature of it. You don't. Does it, you won't does it have make, to be though. I, I don't think know, it has I, to. I don't think it has to be because, for instance, rock and metal. Right. This is one area I really want to get into to to help in artists like bands grow with their social media presence and marketing. Because I think, and I do too. I agree. Because, and that's because, what I think we really, yeah. yeah definitely. Because. Uh, rock and metal and stuff like that you guys can create so much content not only are dude, there not, more you know than one of y'all dude you know how many arguments i have with rock and metal but you know how many I, <laughs> dude i'm currently having this with a nigga in my own for one of the projects that i'm trying to get together now like seriously dude yeah they it's shit's crazy man because like in a, in in hip-hop it's one motherfucker so for me as an artist i have to create the song Make sure it's all good. Get it all perfected. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, now I got the master track back. Now I got to create the music that's video plus any, any promotional content. That's if you don't do it. That's if you don't have, if you don't buy it like from BeatStars or whatever, right? right? Like, exactly. you, you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff. But even still, yeah. I got to create the music video or get it created. And then the mm -hmm. actual promo videos as well too. All the content for it, right? That's all coming from my mind and or anybody I commission's mind, teams, right? To help yeah. me out with that, right? Team members, yeah. But, but if you have, What's a typical band? Four members? Five, four, yep. Four to, to five, five, right? Yep, you know, Hanson and Nirvana, Hanson and Nirvana did it with three, but like no, that's most, what I said. Three to five members. Three to five. Right, yeah. But most most people, let's just say four to keep it even, right? Yeah. You got four people, right? 
Now, obviously, some members of the band, like like the bassist is kind of like, you know, shy or whatever, you know, like Limp Biscuit, right? The bassist, I can't remember that dude's name, but like he never spoke, never did nothing, but he was the craziest looking motherfucker in Limp Biscuit, right? Sam Rivers. Possible, yeah. I can't, yeah, I, I can't no, remember. Saying, it's Sam Rivers. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was always wearing the blacked out eye contacts, and he was. No, that always, was uh, Wes Borland, the guitar. West, yeah, Wes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So him, he was always doing crazy shit, and Fred Durst just had a backwards hat on, fucking screaming about you know break shit, right? Yep. Stuff like that. People don't even know who the drummer is. Shit like that, John you know. Otto. See, I know the hell out of it. You, you do. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like <laughs> with 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 nowadays, you got all those four people, right? That's four, at least four potential ways of creating some kind of content. And then they had DJ Lethal, man. You exactly. surprised you know that's house of pain, baby. Come on. Now. <laughs> I listen, I used to listen to Limp Biscuit back in middle school, but I haven't really listened to them since then. So I forgot all that shit. I used oh, to be man. a nut though. I used to remember all that shit. I even had an email <laughs> that was like LB Punk, blah, 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 or whatever, right? For Limp Biscuit and shit back in middle school. But oh, that's yeah. that's also that's also when they first came out, though. I was on that shit. Oh, yeah. But um but yeah, like it's, especially that track they did with Method Man, that was a dope crossover for me because I started listening to Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, I started listening to Wu Tang before I listened to Limp Biscuit, so I was like geeked as fuck. But right. anyway, they uh, but anyway, like you know, like you have a rock band and stuff like that. You you got multiple people to choose from, and you can go at it from all different angles. You, really you know, can. you can do a couple of videos uh of your drummer doing drum solo. Your guitarist doing a guitar solo. Your singer doing some acapella work. You know what I'm saying? Of that newest track that you got that just came out, right? Let's say you release a track that's called Today Was The Last Day, right? And it's a dope fucking track. And in that track, you got um, a drum solo and a guitar solo, right? And then the hook is on fire with Crazy Ballad, right? Okay, so right there, you have the whole track in total. Here's some free game for y'all fucking rockers. You got the whole track in total, right? Make a music video out of it. You got the whole track in total. You got the music video plus a couple of clips out of it for creative content. Yeah. Then create a acoustic version. You got the video plus some clips of it. Acoustic version. Put I didn't even out. think. Damn, nigga, I didn't even think about acoustics, <laughs> put, man. No, put that out. Put, put, put that out. Yeah, right. Put that out there. Now you got two versions of the same fucking song, right? In a one acoustic version, one not, right? Or unplugged or whatever the fuck you want to call Y'all it. Right? Listen to this man right, right? now. Okay. Seriously. Then, dude, then, so you got the full, you got the full version of the tracks that you can put yeah. out on video and audio. Don't forget about the streaming for yeah. it, right? And you can drop those a month apart from each other to fucking re and have the acoustic revive the fucking revive ramp, the right? Yeah. But then you have the clips from those videos. And then for other content, what you do is you get the the drummer on his drums or like a guitarist on a balcony or the fucking singer like somewhere somewhere that resonates with the mood of the track right and they just do solo artist jam of that fucking track or and they can perform the whole fucking track and you can take clips out of that or they can just do some clips right and so just imagine the fucking your lead singer of your band you kp francis right you on a fucking balcony somebody having a camera right next to you you can even have a couple cameras one on each side and get some like rotation or whatever have a fucking drone in front of you or whatever and yeah. you're just acoustically singing the fucking the whole track yeah. And you're sitting there just using only your vocals as the instrument. And so you know 
you know this especially, but you know whenever a, a singer is singing only by themselves, the range and how they play with their vocals is totally different than what they do in front of all the instruments behind them, right? Yeah. Same thing with a guitarist, right? The guitarist is such more of a sensual, a, a real, like, intimate series, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you have the full version of those and two to three clips out of all of those for one fucking track doing two different versions in in a formal setting right because you, you gotta go to the, the studio to create the acoustic right. version as well as the non-acoustic version right you got like two three months worth of promotion on just that one right there and i'm talking two three months worth of two posts unique posts per week on that shit yeah. on top of interest pieces interest pieces from the different members of the band like the drummer he's into gardening and the guitarist he loves working on cars and the fucking lead singer he likes doing hair and makeup i'm gonna fuck you know right. no you're fuck. so right, right though dude. so, so you have all damn, this content just... right and so this is why you should hire me so so you have all these fucking ideas right and all these different elements in a rock band that you don't have with a solo artist that you no. can do so many different fucking ways and you can you can you can promote one motherfucking track, two different versions of one track for fucking four or five months four or if you five do it right. Yeah, because because if you use my content strategy right of posting one music promo, we need to write then, that one down. I'm gonna definitely we need to write that. We gotta write that down. We need to put that in a whiteboard, my guy. So like one so of those whiteboards that we did post. Yeah. yeah. We so definitely do. Yeah, I have been working on a course I'm trying to finish up that is going to be available. We'll we'll talk about that on later episodes when I have that or whatever. But anyway, but but if you just use the content strategy of putting out one music promo post a week and then two to three other non-music interest related posts a week on the socials, I mean, fuck, you could stretch that one out, that one song for four to five months. Yeah. And you can reach so many different demographics on that shit because of all the personal interest pieces portions of it as well, too. And so you just keep doing that month after month after month. If you want to go hard and go crazy on it and, and use one song for only two months or something like that and just fucking smash the airwaves and put some dollars behind fucking promoting some of the some of the different pieces and stuff like that, go for it and stuff. But the problem, like, you, they, just, they don't want to be seen. You, you're so right. And the thing is that they don't look at it like that's a way to be like characters because Absolutely. people, that's what people are missing when it comes to today. You guys, just to piggyback off what, what, what Hark was saying, y'all. You guys, if you think about the way he just broke it down, guitarist playing a solo, rhythm guitarist playing the rhythm as videos, singer or lead vocalist doing the vocals, drummer doing the, uh, doing the drums, bass player, right? You think about it like this. When we look at those very bands, you, Limp Biscuit. Right. The reason why you can remember them, I remember them, is because why? They all had they all had a character. You look at Corn, right? You had Jonathan, Fieldy, Head, Welch, Dave, and Fieldy. Yeah, did I say Fieldy? Yeah. Yeah, you already said that. There's only five people. It's five. <laughs> okay. You had those five, and they all had they were characters. You look at Slipknot. Characters. Yeah, yeah, look at Slipknot. They literally were characters. Yeah, 
They li- they li- they all went by a number. They went by, and a then number. they were all lyrically literally characters. Yep. Like they went by the clown, and then his name Sid, mm-hmm. right? Or or shit like that, right? Like they were literally characters. They put on fucking full masks and rocked out in it, so that they were not themselves. They were caricatures, yep. right? They took the they took the same. I think the people that started it, I may be I may be off, not seeing things back far enough, but the people that really started it was Kiss. Oh yeah. Oh no because, doubt, no doubt. They were the they were ones they put on the makeup. They had the whole show. You got Gene Simmons, the demon, with his tongue yep. out and everything like that. And then they they all had their own character. You had the cat and all that shit, right? Yep. And, and Star Child and everything, right? Yep. And so they started that shit. People may have done it beforehand, but I don't remember that shit. I don't no, but the it was Beatles. no. That I don't was remember no. the Beatles being known as yeah, characters. They had, their, they had their own little characters, right? But that's a the little point. bit, but it's nothing like, like that. But not like, but nothing like the way Kiss did it. Or Slipknot. Yeah, right. or Slipknot. But the point is that you bands today, that's the problem. I even look at bands today, like this, there was one, but if you see, go on my Instagram, Undulation, I pointed out because the sister on there, I don't know, I forgot her name, but she has this like glove on and she's screaming and she just, she just had, she has character, mm-hmm. right? And the problem is a lot of these bands, and I know some killer vocalists, but they it's like their band members at times lack the character. Mm-hmm. And I some know, band members are going to be hyper introverts. Yeah, they're going to be like we get like, that. like the bassist may may literally be in the shadows playing the bass on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, they may not want to be there. The drummer may just want to play drums and get his dick sucked by a groupie afterwards. He doesn't want to be up front like Dave Grohl ended up doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but like... But they still have a character. That's the thing, mm-hmm. is that you're still... You still recognize them. The problem today is mm-hmm. that a lot of bands, they're not... Their members aren't recognized. Nope. They're not. Nope. And, and and you don't have to be recognized so much that you break out as a solo artist or nothing like that right. in your band either. You could literally, like, you could be that hyper introverted fucking shut in who loves to play the guitar, right? And but who's make sure a guitarist. People, and but all all you have to do to, to promote yourself is have one person with a fucking camera or a cell phone in a room. It's just you and one other person, or you could even yeah. set your own fucking camera up and just sit there and do it. You could be by yourself. Yep. Right. The most introverted introvert shit you could think of. You could do that shit. All you need is to record the video and audio of it. That's I it. said it. Showcase yourself. Even Rick Barker said it. If you are an introvert, showcase that introvert. Show mm-hmm. be that introvert. If you are avant-garde, be avant-garde. Because there's people of all calibers that are gonna it's like your music and like be you. like that too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There are people who read, they connect with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's, they yeah. connect with you, and and that's the thing too is people got to connect with you as your music and as artists as well yep. too, you know. That's why that that's why people resonate so much with 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 certain music groups or artists mm-hmm. as opposed to other ones, you know. And that's why so many are fly by night, and that's why so many don't break out, you know. Yep. And that's why so many do. You it's have like to you be were bringing unique. up, yeah, just like you were saying with. When you're talking about in the um, with 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 the usher, when we were talking about usher the uh, yeah. last week with the usher, um, you were bringing out like you were saying you said something here in our text. You were saying like um, 
looking at both of the examples of good and bad uh, public perception, you know what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. pretty much like what we're saying when it comes to artists like rock artists like people want to know like rock artists are like well why we're not really getting any any real mm -hmm. play like and you want and now you're mad because mgk is coming in becoming that rock star or now mm -hmm. you're looking at post malone and yep. we've also looked at other artists we looked at with uh with the punk black movement going yep. on we're starting to see that hey it's starting to see we're starting to see some we're starting to see some people who could be we could be rock stars yep Absolutely. And if they if it, they it, can market it right. Yeah. You know, and, and and they can they can do all of that shit. Like you said at the beginning, when we were just talking about sync licensing, which is mm -hmm. to 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 circle back is a great way to branch out and do your own thing. Even if you're the member of a band, yeah. you can still do your own solo shit under your own solo LLC of just guitar riffs or just piano shit or whatever. Like, yeah. like if you're the if you're the lead guitarist of a fucking thrasher band, right? Mm -hmm. And I said that right. Yeah, a thrash okay, cool. band. Yeah, yeah a thrash I, band. I, I feel like I mixed mi mixed thrash and slasher together and said thrasher. But anyway, um, well, remember but, the band? There's a rack of the magazine thrasher was still with hardcore skateboarding. So it's yeah, that was skateboarding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. God damn it, I got still a culture. Still yeah, I got a wall of hip hop behind me, so ignore my <laughs> rock, right? My rock ignorance. But anyway, so. You know, but you're you not being be... ignorant about it. You're kind of smart. You are smart yeah, about it. No, I'm smart, but like, <laughs> I, I miss some shit, right? Yeah, yeah ignorance, it's all good. Is, ignorance is not known. Stupidity is just being dumb. But right. you could you could be the lead guitarist of a heavy metal fucking crazy band, mm -hmm. but then you also know how to play piano, and so then you can create piano scores for 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 fucking sack. Yeah, for, for sad mute for sad musicals or mm -hmm. for sad movies or whatever. Right? You yeah. could like you could you could like hypothetically. You could be the lead guitarist of a crazy metal like Slipknot or whatever, right? Yeah. Level band, and then you can go home and you can create uh, the the keyboard musical tempo for the next Notebook movie. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you could do anything you want to do with what the resources you have available here today. You don't know, limit I mean, your talents, guys. Don't, don't limit, limit it talent. at all. And don't limit where you're at either. Yep. Don't limit where you're at. Don't limit what you look like. Don't limit none of that shit. Because, you know, look at look at me and KP right now. I'm in Indiana. KP's in Washington State. Yep. Three-hour time zone difference, right? We're over here doing this shit. He's a black dude in the metal. I'm a white dude in the hip-hop primarily. But, we, you yep. know, we're, we're diverse people in total as well, too, right? Exactly. And... and and we're sitting here creating this piece of content right here with technology. I have collaborated multiple times with hip hop artists in the UK to create songs, right? And music videos for those songs. And I've never fucking been to the UK. They've never been to America. Nope. We did it all with technology and coordination. And y'all sure can is. do that shit too for anything you want to do anything at all and you don't have to be limited by the music industry's fucking slub substandard level of subsistence to to get paid off of streams or selling your track for 99 cents a download or selling merchandise for you know a t-shirt for 30 dollars so you can get five off of it you know what i'm saying shit like that like the price of fucking merch is so outrageous like people pay thirty, thirty-five dollars for a fucking shirt just so that artist can make five bucks off of it at at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like the only way you can even start making even ten dollars off a thirty dollar shirt is if you literally press that shit up in house. You buy all the raw ingredients in bulk off of Alibaba and shit and do it. 
right? But if you use a place like spring.com or whatever, in order to make five bucks off a shirt, you got to sell it for like 30. It's crazy, you know? And so you don't have to be trapped inside that fucking, you know, servitude mind state because that's literally what you're doing. You're feeding that machine still. You know, you're not signed to a major label or nothing like that, but you're still feeding that fucking machine. You're still putting your music up on Spotify. Like I told you all a few a few episodes ago, I guarantee that shit's going to come out soon is Spotify and Apple Music shit like that. They have partnerships, 50 50 rev share or or better for the record company Uh of cuts of cuts that the record companies, these major labels get off of gross yeah revenue off of gross revenue off of these streaming platforms so like like there's probably three major labels that get gross revenue off of spotify before spotify even gets their cut and then kick down the pennies left to to the artists but those major labels artists those major Mm -hmm. labor artists they get their streams off the top at a totally different rate they don't get they don't get 0.003 cents per stream like we do down here you know sure. what I'm saying? Don't fucking think. So so anytime you're putting that shit out there, like I said before, use 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 the platforms for what they are. They're distribution networks. DSP, distribution right. or digital service provider, di- distribution service provider, whatever you want to call it, right? Exactly. It, it's it's not a form of revenue, just like Song Trader and and Taxi, right? Use those as the platforms they are to create the lifestyle that you want. If you want to be able to create some music and put it out there and have it be used in movies and stuff like that, just go and custom create it. Yeah. If you want to have it on your favorite podcast, go and custom create it for your favorite podcast and just send it to them for free. Because yeah. because bare minimum, you're going to at least build a name recognition thing off of them. Exactly. You know? Now, obviously, some big podcasts like Joe Rogan and shit like that, they don't use music and stuff like that. So they probably are not going to take it because they're going to know, look, I get a thousand of these a day. OK, guy, like I'm not going to use yours over all these other thousand people. I, I don't use anybody's just to keep it fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you listen to an up and coming podcast like Music Making Sense podcast hello, or or any other podcast who has, you know, a few thousand streams a month or, or, you know, 10,000 streams a month or something like that, you know, they're, they're small to mid-level podcasts and you want to throw them to your shit or whatever and be like, Hey, absolutely for free. You don't even have to shout me out if you don't want to. I just want to gift this to you because I enjoy what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Like you're not asking for a fucking thing thing. off of them. Nope. You will still be able, every time you listen to that podcast, you're going to hear your music at the beginning. You'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm part of this. I'm part of this podcast. And then that'll give you the spark to continue growing and going from there, you know, and then maybe oh. you make another new one for that same people and be like, Hey, I got a new one for you. Here you go. If you want it, go ahead and take it. Well, then you just gave them two and they're like, yo man, we're going to take this. We appreciate it. Do you, you're, let us give you, give me your PayPal or something. Let me give you a couple hundred bucks for this or whatever. Right. You know, and then you can say either yes or no at that time, or they might be like, yo, look, here, I'm going to send you over to these other people, man. You need to create some stuff for them, too. They're looking for somebody. I know somebody, one of my friends wants to start a podcast. He needs some music. I told him to contact you. He's going to hit you up. This is his name. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, but just take take the information that we give you here all the time and use it to the best benefit of yourself. And if you want to know more about Taxi and Song Trader, hit us up on the socials, either at Music Making Sense socials or hit KP up on his personal shit yep. and you can talk to him. Cause I don't know shit about it. So I'm going to refer you to him, but oh, yeah. he'll, he'll and tell then, you all that shit. 
Yep. And we'll, again, we'll have the, um, I'll have my link. We'll put make sure we put the links in the description of where you guys can go and check out my profiles Absolutely. for um, song trade. I have somebody go ahead and do it for song trader and, um, and, and um, taxi. Yeah. Yeah. I, we'll I, that- I, gotta, I gotta load up. I gotta do some, I gotta do some serious loading up on my um, song trade. Just to kind of give you guys a little bit, another little, little tidbit. Um, I chose taxi because Song Trader can be a little tough because they they do look for songs. They actually look for songs. Like right? full songs instead of just yeah, full songs. Scores. Yeah, instead of snippets or, or like instrumentals. So mm-hmm. they do look for songs. They look for the they do look for the instrumentals as well, but they want songs too. Right. Taxi is where I can do more of the sound design, sound effects, um, do like percussion instrumentals really cool obscure stuff like they open the door more for that type of thing so that's why i went to taxi as well but both of them are cool and i would i definitely would suggest that if you are wanting to get your music out into a different place and try to get try to get into uh you know or like i said getting into like um video games and filming and things like that because you could you could yep get a big break out of there so yeah we'll definitely have the links for you guys and yeah man yeah, and, you, I, and you can go check out his profile see yeah, what he's doing profile. send him messages in there or whatever yeah. or, or in the socials or whatever and ask him he can help you out no problem get y'all pointing the right direction because you know that's what this podcast is all about is giving you all the information to help y'all actually do something yeah yep. we have our own personal interests as well too where we have our own marketing companies where we actually help artists grow and and help them create custom content strategies kind of like what i laid out when i went on my little rant there a second ago you know like that rock that was i love that one too (laughs) man by the way seriously that was awesome like i really i can't i'm gonna listen to this i'm gonna listen to this podcast again or just to make sure like i because you you dropped some gems in that baby man yeah (laughs) i mean but Right. But that's 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 the beauty of being a creative person is that if you if you unleash your motherfucking mind, you can create some shit, you know, or you can at least come up with an idea to create some shit, you know, like like I I tell people all the time, if I can't draw with my hands, I can't draw for shit. Yeah, me. I'm like it's all, stick figure, yeah. it's all stick figures. It's all stick figures. What the fuck is that? You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but but <laughs> in my mind, I can come up with ideas. Like I've always been known as the idea guy. One of my previous jobs, I was always coming up with ideas to help grow the job, but it was a corporate job. And she's like, my my manager of the store, she was like, hey, idea, man. I appreciate your ideas, but I keep submitting these to corporate and they're just throwing them in the trash can. Not because they suck, because I think they're great and we could really do some shit, but it's corporate and they suck as corporations. Right. So you need to use these ideas either on your own shit or in a small business. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I started doing kind of doing some of the shit for my own thing. But like that's that's the beauty of being a creative person. And if you're a creative person too, then you can fucking do it. You know, at least come up with the ideas, you know. And so that so that's what we do. Me and KP, we have our own companies where we help artists come up with ideas and sometimes it's even just bouncing ideas off somebody else you know you know an artist comes you know we have our meeting or whatever the artist says hey i got a couple ideas for this and i'm like oh that sounds good hey how about this and i bounce my ideas back off of him or vice versa or they're like hey i'm stuck on trying to figure out something to do for this and i'm like well let me listen to the track real quick oh well maybe you can do this this or this you know what i'm saying stuff like that is just basic simple shit 
that somebody who is not tied to you at all. Yeah, there's a financial tie if 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 you're my client or whatever and I'm working with you. There's a financial tie and there's a financial incentive for me to give you more value and for, you know, stuff like that, but I'm not going to kiss your ass. You know, like like your homeboy will be like, "Oh, that's just dope." When in reality, he's like he's like talking to his other buddy, "Yo, man, that trash is garbage." Yeah. You know, stuff like that, right? You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that kind of stuff with me and KP. I mean, nah. fuck a few episodes and KP were talking about how KP lost the fucking client because he told the client straight up what he thought and the client didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he wasn't rude. You can tell by the way he acts on this fucking show. He's a nice motherfucker. And he told this dude super nice. No cuss words, no anger, no nothing. Hey, man, this is my personal point of view. This is where I think you can grow. This is where I think you need to pivot to. That's what he said. He didn't say quit music, you're garbage. He said, I think you need to pivot to this because this is more your style. And the artist was like, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Blah, blah. Right? No, he didn't. No, like he that. didn't do it. No, he didn't do that. No, he was he was no? respectful uh, about I misunderstood. it. Misunderstood. He was Yeah, no, he was very respectful about it. It was just, I just know when it's just you can. He was polite about it, but you know when a person is like, they're upset about something that's said because it's it hit just, him hard. You, you, you could definitely see it hit. It hit him hard. Yeah. and I'm, I wasn't. And again, it wasn't it wasn't to hurt his feelings, but at the same time, it was like, no, I can see you really succeeding going this direction. Yeah, but you're trying to help him. You're trying to do what you're supposed to do. Right. But it was like, you know, the thing is, our business don't align with. It's like, well, I'm my business can't align with what you do because I'm coaching. I'm not in the same. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we're in music, Mm -hmm. but. I'm coaching you in a direction that I feel when you you're giving me your brand, you're giving me what you what you're trying to sell. I'm going to listen to it, look at it and all those things and I'm going to say, "Okay, well, this is what I think." Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm going to give you support. But yeah. if I see that you need to go a direction and what I'm saying is this, guys. The reason also I started getting into sync licensing was because I realized too that as a metal vocalist, I can be limited. Yeah. Right? Especially when it comes to gaining revenue and things like that. It it, it, it could be limiting. And it's limited because you can just get a cold or a sore throat. Or like, for instance, back to Young Jeezy, because I just, listened, I just read his book or listened mm-hmm. to his book. You know, he fucking blew out his fucking he voice box. Yeah. yeah, his vocal cords. Especially if you and don't he, co- yeah, and he had to have surgery and shit like that and to get it back. I mean, but as a vocalist, you could do that. But if you're doing your sync licensing where you're doing instrumentals and shit like that, unless you are brain dead, yeah, then you can still make money off of it. Exactly. You can still create. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you can save your voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you're and you're not limited and you're not limiting yourself to a single source of revenue. Nope. Or a single a single source, you know, nothing like that. It's not like saying, well, you know. I, I my first job was working at McDonald's and damn it, I'm just going to stay here on this line. I, I'm the master of the line. I can do the fries. I can do the cash register, everything like that. And you like it's like it's like it's like starting your first job at McDonald's and then staying in that store and yeah. never getting out of that store. Or never, are you not even trying beyond. to move up the line or not trying to move up the line? Because no, yeah, is you're like just an employee. Because yeah. you think about McDonald's. That, mm-hmm. that corporate ladder right there, you can easily yeah. move up so just by being that employee, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, you can move up to management and store mm-hmm. management and then regional and district and all that yep. shit. But like, you know, if you're, you know, to use the same analogy, but if you're just a, if you just get hired on there and then you just stay just being the worker, you never move up to any kind of leadership position at all. You just stay I'm the worker, right? That's essentially just like saying I just want to create music and make money only off of music and just do stuff only in music. That's literally the same fucking comparison in metaphors. Right. It's the same shit. Don't do that to yourself because something could like, you know, like with you, you were metal frontman for 20 something years. If you fucking popped your voice box, you're fucking toast, dude, because you weren't the lead guitarist and singer, but also still you were the lead singer. So you were literally like the the sound of the the music. Yeah, you were the voice of the music, you know, so if you went out, the whole fucking ship went sinking. Right. You know, because I mean, look, look, for instance, at Alice in Chains, right? When Lane Staley fucked himself up and went out of out of business, right? We'll just say that to be nice. When he fucked himself up, and went out of business. Yeah, he had uh, who's the other guitarist that did his backup vocals? Um, Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, Jerry Cantrell. Jerry. Yeah, he was doing the backup vocals for Alice in Chains and stuff like that. And he was a lot. He was a lot of the sound. But Lane was most of the sound. Right. Well, Allison Chains, they had to get a new vocalist to take his spot because they couldn't just work off of what they already had. Yeah. You and know, William and, Duvall had to fit that. Yep. And he had to damn it, he could damn it because he's got that voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they had to find someone identical. But even still, after Lane died, the popularity of Allison Chains went down because Lane made that band because he was the soul. He he was the 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 painful soul of that fucking group. You know, because he was coming up with a lot of stuff. Like, and like, fortunately, he died. But yeah. I, I have to say this because I really followed them after. Because I'm, okay. I love huge. I, I do love Alice in Chains. And believe it or not, like if you listen to their to their work with uh, William, and just uh-huh. to give you a little bit of familiar familiarity with William, he's also an African American. Um, he wrote. I don't know if you remember the song. Um, I know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Dion Ferrance. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote that, that song. Yeah. After she got left, um, after she left Arrested Development. So he's wow. been in the game for a while. And he and he was actually, he worked with Jerry and Lane. He's been he's been friends with those guys for a minute. So right. when when Lane died, so after Lane died, um Jerry was working with with um William. And then he asked him to be in be in Alice in Chains with them, and I can tell you, like, because I, I, William also plays guitar, right? But what I was kind of saying, no, no, I know what you're I, saying, I understand, yeah. But, he, well, but I, I understand that you knew, mm-hmm. you know, you followed them, but like their their like national and worldwide popularity went yeah. down quite a bit after that. Well, actually, no, and, and this is why I wanted to say when uh-huh. they when they came out, their albums they ended up they ended up getting um they ended up getting an American Music Award. Um, they received a couple honors for that album for for the next two albums that they came out with. So, mm-hmm. though from a and I hate saying it like this because I saw this coming, mm-hmm. and not saying that this isn't about you. Not saying this, right, 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 but right. At, but on on a general scale, mm-hmm. a lot of white fans felt you know some kind of way like they some really kind of way did, they right? re- because they were lane was replaced with a black dude right and 
but it, but even it was funny because a, a couple of a couple mm -hmm. of uh you know peel of um um fans of color for Alice in Chains also because we miss because they miss Lane. Right. But the thing was a couple people broke it down like, look, y'all, I'm sorry, but Lane's dead. Right. Like he and, died. And even like, and even if you want to take it over to Soundgarden, where it's all white and never been replaced by anything at all, you know, Chris Cornell, when he went out, never got replaced. Limp Bizkit, or not Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, once uh, what's once Chester fucking died yeah. is nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if they put a new singer in there that looked just like him or whatever, right? Like, hypothetically, because I get what you're saying with that, and that does play a lot into, you know, when you, in the rock space especially, sometimes it, it is, like, heavier slanted with, racial tendencies right but like but like even still like when 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 that kind of goes out it kind of it kind of ends no when, no when you're right going, no you, you know? are right but yeah. at the same time they were able the thing was okay but but we can't but that's not true because you think about acdc mm -hmm. okay oh yeah when, okay when bon yeah. scott died and brian johnson stepped right in and was able and they was able to carry but wasn't on. that towards the beginning of their career yeah, but at the same time, you mm -hmm. still Bond was still he still had that impact. He was right. He had that sudden impact, right? Yeah. No, I get, that, I get, it, I get what you're saying. They did. They were still able to rise above. Right. I think where they differed, as opposed to some of these other ones that we just mentioned, is is that the lead the lead person died towards the beginning of their ascension, and the other ones died in the middle of their ascension. Well, pretty much. Uh, well, I mean, well, I would well, say well, Lane, damn obviously, near Chris, Lane. Chris, Chris, and West. That was or Chris and uh, uh, Chester. Chester. Th those were towards like the end and of the essentials of the bands. But yeah, yeah, and true. Scott. Yeah, true. But anyway, anyway, the but moral yeah. of the story. We're getting down a rabbit hole. But the moral of the story <laughs> we were trying to say is is don't don't be heavily relying on only one thing. Okay, that's yeah. where I was going with that metaphor that what took a turn because I started talking rock shit to a rock dude and I was I was misinformed on a couple of things. So that's all good. Correct, he had to correct me. He had to correct but me, you, but I I, I welcome it. But you know what, what's crazy is that you know a lot about rock, so I mean yeah, that's why I know right. that's why we're right. able to have that conversation. Yeah, as well. but I have I have pieces missing and pieces that yeah. are put in the wrong place too. So there's that. But, but anyway, going yeah that happens. Any, anyway, but anyway that that's what we're trying to say is yeah. is diversify yourself yeah. and be diverse. Show that diversity in all different ways, either either to your fans or in the background with the different things that you do in order to try to help sustain yourself in life. Exactly. So that that's the overall message we want to give to you here today. Um, and we're going to wrap this up so you all can check out the next episode that we're going to have here soon. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, if you if you want to work with us. Again, as always, hit us up on the socials. You can work with either one of us. Uh, if you want to work with both of us, let us know, and we'll work something out. You know, Hell yeah, between, man. You know, yeah, we're actually getting the, yeah, we're getting we're getting a course together too, so that'll be absolutely. Fun, I think. Yeah, all that stuff, and then um, but yeah, just keep tuning in here every single week. Uh, follow us on the socials and list us on the streaming platforms. Make sure you share the fuck out of the show. Um, and then if you want to be fans of our individual music, feel free as well too. Um, just music making sense podcast. Um, everywhere you want to go look or it's musicmakingsensepod.com for the yes. website that has all the links to all the socials as well as there is a page on that website for 
um, our personal profiles as well, too, where you can find all of our personal uh, streaming and social platforms as well. So we're going to get the fuck up out of here for today's episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. Make sure you put comments down below. Let us know what you think. Argue with us. Agree with us. Completely your choice. We're not yep. going to ban anybody unless you're doing some like, you know, crazy child porn shit. Or something. <laughs> yeah, right. But if you're if you're actually like talking with us and having disagreements or whatever, we won't ban you if you if you disagree because that no. that's conversation right there. So exactly. Um. But anyway, we'll get the fuck up out of here. We'll see y'all later. Y'all have a good one. As always, it's your boy Harcos with the one, the only KP with the music making sense podcast. See y'all later. Holla, y'all.